Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad I get to be with you today. And I hope that you're thrilled to be here today with me today. We're going to just enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit and grow in God's Word today. And I believe before you leave here today, you're going to get something from the Holy Spirit from God today. And I believe He's going to be a blessing to your life today. Do you believe He's going to encourage you? Do you believe He's going to bless your life? I believe something good's going to happen to you today. You know, and God wants to do something good in your life. It doesn't matter what you you've heard from someone else or what someone may have told you, God wants to do something special in your life. You know, he's got plans for you. He's got purposes for you and he's got assignments for you and you need to be about the father's business, you know, and doing what God's called you to do. And I'm just here to help you along that journey to help you grow spiritually and help you to fulfill what God's will is for your life. Praise the Lord. So I'm so glad I get to be with you today. I'm excited that we're going to have a good time. You know, you didn't just happen to tune in today by accident. You didn't just happen to turn this on. No, I believe the Holy Spirit drew you here, and I believe that he drew you here for such a time as this. You know, Esther said she was here for just such a time as this, and he wants to do something special in your life in such a time as this. You know, I believe there's going to be a great move of God right before he comes again here, you know, to rapture us out of here, and I believe that he's wanting to use you to get as many people saved and help them to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and help them to grow spiritually. He wants to use you. Don't look around at someone else. He wants to use you for something special in this time, in this hour. He's got something for you, praise the Lord. And so I'm here to help you on that journey, praise the Lord, to do something great for the Lord. And now we're just going to have a good time. You can catch us live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. And of course, you can catch us live here at, uh, on uh, Podbeam. Uh, you can catch us live right now, you know, at uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Central Time. We may be a few minutes late. You know, you might be patient with us, but we are here right about 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. at those times during the week. You know, it's four, I believe, what is it, 408 right now? And uh, we're just, we come here live so we can reach out and uh, touch people live. I like to have live services and help people get their feet, get feedback from them, get some comments and reach out to people that are lost out there today. If you're tuning in and you haven't heard of me before, I'm Jeremiah Smith and I'm here to reaching in through your ears, grabbing you through your ear gate, <laughs> through your eye gate on YouTube. And you know, by God's precious Holy Spirit's the reason why I'm here and he's reaching through me to bless your life and to help you have a better life today you know he wants you to have a good life he's got peace that passes all understanding he's got joy that's unspeakable and full of glory and he has a purpose while you're on this planet you're not just supposed to be sitting here taking up space no he's got a purpose for you being on this planet and he wants you to fulfill that purpose that he put you here for to, to do what he's called you to do now, there's things you can do that no one else can do do you know that you know, there's things that God can use you to do and people you can touch that no one else can touch, you know, and he wants to use you and he made you for this hour. He created you for this hour. You just didn't happen to be here at this point in time. You didn't just happen to be listening to this message at this point in time without God wanting to do. He's, it's a setup by the Lord and he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. Praise the Lord. So you can catch us live, you know, and you can tune in on those times at those live services. If you can't uh, catch the live services, you can listen to the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google music. We're on all kinds of places here. Most apps that you have on your phone, Google music, iTunes, listen notes, Podbeam, tune in off Alexia. Podbeam's our home, by the way. 
If you want to listen to more messages, we have nearly 450. I just got an award from Podbean for something like 450 podcasts on Podbean. Praise the Lord. And and uh, I don't take those awards out, post them everywhere, you know. <laughs> That's kind of silly to me, you know. But it is exciting that we have lots of content for you uh, so that you can be blessed. Praise the Lord. That's what the goal is, is that there be lots of content that you can grow spiritually from. Tune in off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung. Uh, we Not too long ago, we got on Boomplay, and I'm seeing more and more. We, we just funnels out, and we're on just about anything. I think pretty much anything you pull up a podcast on your phone on, uh, we're on there. So don't download something new. Just use what you got on your phone and let it be a blessing to your life. Praise the Lord. You know, God wants to reach you. And he wants to touch you. That's why we're in all so many different places. It's because he wants to touch you right there where you're at. I was looking uh, at uh, all the places that have, we've been spanning to and all the places that this ministry has been, the Lord's been using to touch. And I mean, it's literally from California all the way across New York. I mean, we're, the Lord has ministered to so many people, you know, all across the world, islands I've never even heard of. Uh, Canada, we, we, we go to uh, clear out to the farthest parts of the world, you know, Africa, we go out to India, we go out to uh, Germany, you know, the Lord just takes this message all around the world, he's amazing at doing that. And, uh, you know, we're just thankful for all of you listening all the way around the world. And we're so glad that you chose to join us. You know, it's a blessing and honor to get to come into your house and your ears or your couch, wherever you are. You know, I'm thankful that you, you chose to listen to this particular program. And I don't take it lightly. I believe we're here by an assignment. And I believe God wants to touch you right there where you're at today. Do you believe that? He's a good God. He wants to do some wonderful things in your life if you let him do that. And uh, we're going to let him do that today. We'll let him have his way. So let's go ahead and pray. And uh, we'll get into God's word today. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. You've been so good to us, Father. And Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit today, Father. He's the one that does it all, praise the Lord. And we just thank you, Father. He's ministering through people's earbuds right now. He's ministering through people's eyes right now. Father, through the videos, Father, he's ministering live all across the world right now. He's the power, Father. And we just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Just come and have your way today. Touch them right there where they're at. Give that one back their joy that they've been, they've been lacking, Father. Give that one back the peace that he's been lacking or she's been lacking today, Father. Give that, a sound mind back to that person that's nearly lost their mind, Father. We ask that you give them the, the mind of Christ and have a sound of mind today, Father. The enemy's been playing havoc on them, and we just thank you, Father, that you're giving them sound mind back today. Devil, let them go in Jesus' name. And, Father, we ask that your power touch that one needs healed right now right through this airwaves right now touch that one that needs healed father heal them father from their head to their toes father by your stripes we were healed and we just thank you for healing powers available today and minister to that one today and we just thank you father for it in jesus name and we just thank you for that precious holy spirit having his way today and lighten our eyes help us to see some stuff we never seen before flood us with light and we just ask that you help no one to leave without getting what they need today, Father, by your precious Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And we'll give you all the glory, and we give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. And before we go, we like to minister to you. Thank you for taking care of our families, taking care of us. 
Thank you for being so good to us, Father, providing for our every need, making sure that we're taken care of on every front, protecting us, being our source for everything. And we just thank you, Father, that you're faithful to us in every way, Father. That one that's lonely, you never leave them or forsake them. You're right there with them wherever they're at today. If they're all by themselves, you're, they're not alone. They're with you. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we've been talking about, this is the third part, of facing a killer. <laughs> I laugh at that because the devil's a joke. Amen, you know, but he has havoc on many people's lives, right? And so we have to take him seriously. But, you know, you think about all the things he's done to people, it's, it's ridiculous because we let him have way, way too much foothold in our lives if we're not careful, right? You know, it's important that we, we, we're very mindful of what we're doing and what we're listening to and what we're looking at, you know, because the enemy, he likes to persuade you, you know, you know, he, he likes to build faith in you in the wrong direction. He wants to lure you off path, get you off the wrong direction. And so we have to be people that are willing to listen to the Holy Spirit and let him keep us on the right path and keeping God's word and listening to him through his word to stay on the path that we need to be, you know. You know, we can get off on all kinds of tangents if we're not careful, you know. And the enemy loves that. He loves to pull you off, you know, and he's a killer. And he wants to take you off a path where he can cause more damage in your life if you're not careful. We're not exalting the devil in this message. You know, I made the title like it was because I wanted to get your attention because he does come to steal and to kill and destroy. I want you to think about that today. You know, he, he's really out there and he's really after Christians and he's really wanting to get you off the wrong path, onto the wrong path. And so it's important that we are mindful of what we're doing on a daily basis, getting up and preparing for the battle that lays ahead on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit today. We're talking about facing a killer part three. Let's jump into it today. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse and the 12th verse through the 12th verse is finally, my brethren, he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. My wife was quoting that the other day. Praise the Lord. She's like, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of of his might. Boy, isn't that the way to be strong? In the Lord, in the power of his might. That's a great confession on a daily basis, isn't it? I'm strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. You know, that, that, that makes the devil shake as soon as you get up in the morning. If you say, wait a minute now, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. And you just feel his might coming into you. You feel his word making you more secure. You, you just make, almost make you want to jump up and shout and run right now. You know, when you say, I'm strong in the Lord in the power of his might, praise the Lord. We're dependent on him, aren't we? We're dependent on his ability to help us on a daily basis. But he says in the 11th verse, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we broke that down, you know, in the different version here. I'm going to break it down again in another version. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that's our focus today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the armor of God a little bit. Ephesians 6, 10, 12. And I've said before, before we get into this here, we've seen them pictures and they people almost take it like a cartoon or a joke but you know he told us to put on an armor for a reason you know 
And you know, to do certain jobs, you got to have certain uh, attire for the job. You know, if I was a nuclear person, I'd want to put on a nuclear outfit, <laughs> you know, because I don't want it to destroy me. You know, if I was going to, if I was going to go and uh, take on radiation, I'd want to have a radiation outfit, you know, or if I was going to go be a police officer, I'd want to wear the right police officer. They have the belt with all the gear they need to have on them, you know. If I was going to go out and even work on somebody's cable, I need to have the right attire on, you know. If I don't have the right attire, I can't climb a pole. I can't go out and fix something. If I don't have the equipment with me to do what I need to do, I can't do what I need to do. And, you know, God's given you certain equipment that you're supposed to have on a daily basis. And we we got Christians running out there nude, you know. <laughs> they need to make sure that they're wearing the right things on a daily basis. They wonder why they're defeated in life. They wonder why they're having depression problems. They wonder why they're dealing with addiction. They wonder why the enemy comes and has havoc on their, their families, you know, but they don't get up and take the time they need to, to take to make sure they put on this full armor of God. You need to get dressed in this on a daily basis. Make sure you're taking time and spending time in God's word and doing the things you need to do, building yourself up in God's presence and doing all the things you need to do to put on this armor on a daily basis. Like I said, it's a real enemy, you know, and the best thing to do with an enemy is be ready for him. As soon as you get up in the morning, praise the Lord, the Ephesians six chapter, the 10th verse, the 12 passion translation here, it says, now my beloved, now this is what we just read earlier, but it's a translation verse. He says, now my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be spiritually infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Let's read that part again. He says, standing victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. That's spending time with him, isn't it? You know, you don't get in that that way unless you spent some time in his presence with the Father, you know. But you should have that explosive force flowing in and through you. We're going to talk more about that. 11th verse is put on God's complete set of armor. Did he say put on half? You know, you're in trouble if you're going to go out there with just a shoulder pad on. You're in trouble if you just put on some shoes. You know, he says put on the complete armor amen provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser your hand-to-hand -hand combat is is not with human beings i like how that points it out in that translation it's not with human beings right so we're not we're not going after human beings we're not blaming such and such we're not going after such and such this is a spiritual fight you know, and, and a lot of people, they just, they, they, they follow whatever, you know, the, these, uh, different forces are causing them to do, but it doesn't, our fight's not with them. We're praying for them. We're taking authority over those, those enemies, but it has nothing to do with the people. Does it, it has to do with what's happening in another realm. And we have to take authority in, in that realm. Praise the Lord. So it's not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. Notice it's in another realm. For they are powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Powerful to think about. So we're putting on the whole armor because we're facing an enemy, a spiritual enemy, you know, and we need to have on our spiritual armor to be able to face that spiritual enemy, right? And so, you know, you don't need to go out and buy you a whole outfit. <laughs> 
You put on the armor that he's talking about here, and it's a spiritual outfit that we need to be facing our enemies in the spirit with on a daily basis. You know, you want to get up and be ready. You know, don't get up and be shocked something happens. Don't be get up and think, well, oh my goodness, you know, because there's a real enemy. And if you're prepared, God always calls you to triumph through Christ Jesus. He'll help you get the victory every time. But you have to be prepared for what you're facing on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. So it's important as an enemy, as a, as a Christian, to know how to face our enemy and what we should be wearing. Let's look at John 10, 10. This tells you a little bit about our enemy. We were talking about, you know, that he's come, he's a killer. This is the verse that talks about that. You say, well, Jeremiah, I thought you made that up. No, it's in the scripture. And uh, it's important that we look at that scripture. He's, he's, a, he's a mean devil. He's a mad devil. He's a, cra he's a psychopath. And he, he is after Christian people. Notice what it says here. And he's trying to destroy people that aren't Christians as well. Uh, but he, he doesn't care who he takes out. He wants to take out people, and he has a goal of, of killing them is what his goal is and taking their life out, you know. So we're going to look at that. John 10, 10 says, The thief cometh not but to steal. What's he come to do? And to kill and to destroy. Wow, what a nice person, you know, a nice angel. <laughs> well, that's what his goal is. Now, he can't do nothing to us. Right, without us letting him do things. And so it's important that we take authority over him. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy, but I am come that he might have what did, what did Jesus say he came to do? He said that I came that I might have life. He says that you may have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Wow, so you can focus on what the enemy's doing all the time. You can say, Oh man, he's after me. Oh man, oh dear Lord, he's after me. Or you can focus on the right things. Jesus came to give you life and it more abundantly. That's what you're fighting for, isn't it? For life and it more abundantly. And that comes from you putting on this armor and facing your enemy on a daily basis. You know, we never would have heard of David if David didn't get up and fight. We wouldn't have heard of so many people if they didn't get up and fight. And there's some people that fought for a short time and now we don't even hear from them anymore because they lost their fight but it's important that you get up and fight on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. This is something you're going to do all your life. If you don't like fighting, you probably shouldn't have become a Christian, <laughs> right? You know, even with your regular life, you got to fight every day. If you want to have a good job and you want to keep that job, you got to get up and fight for it. If you want to have a good family and take care of your family, you got to get up and fight for it. You know, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, gotten into a family if you didn't want to fight for it. You know, we have to be people that get up and fight on a daily basis or you won't have the things that God's God's best for your life. You won't have the best in life that he already paid for with Jesus's blood for you, you know, but you have to be a person willing to fight for it. You know, you, if you are called to do into ministry, you need to be able to fight for it. You know, whatever ground he's wanting you to take, you got to be willing to fight for it. If you have a business, you know, you got to take care of your business. You got to fight for it. You know, it's important you don't lose your fight. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but so maybe today you've lost the fight. You know, you just, man, I'm, I've had enough. I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. Yeah, you're going to do it a whole lot more. You got to get back in the place where you have that fight back, right? So that you can get the victory in every area that you're wanting to have in your life. You know, you got to get up and be willing 
to fight. What does what does a person do when they got to get their fight back? You know, go into a fight and a boxer, he gets up there to box, you know, and he might have lost the, the match, you know. He can say, well, I'm never going to box again, you know. Or he can get up, you know. He can go get himself refreshed to get some sleep, shake it off, <laughs> right? He can go and lift some more weights. He can go and get back on the treadmill and go jog some more, and get ready for the next battle, you know, and, and get another victory and, and re receive the rewards for that victory. You know, it's not like nobody's lost a fight before, you know. It's not like nobody's had a challenge before. But you can still have great victories if you're willing to get back up and get your fight back, praise the Lord, in your life. Amen. We have to be willing to fight and getting back up and obtaining what God's promised for our lives, praise the Lord. And you're not doing it on your own. God will give you the ability He'll give you the strength to get back up. He'll help you. He'll come alongside you, whisper things to encourage you. You're not in it alone. He's there to help you, and you can fulfill what God's called you to do. Ephesians 6, 11, let's look at that again. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. <laughs> wiles, you know. You know, and that has to do with his plans, basically, is what it has to do with. The plans of the enemy. You know, the, the things that he wants to do to, to take you out and to take your family out. You've got to put on the whole armor so that you can fulfill what God's wanting you to do. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, the rulers of darkness, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You know, we are living in an evil day. I don't know if you've looked around, cranked up the news or turned on a, uh, seen the headlines, you know, and you say, well, people have got control of the media. We well, yeah, to a degree, but there's also a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's because we're living, I believe, in the end times. And I believe Jesus is getting close to rapturing us out of here. The, the dead will be resurrected. We'll be resurrected together and meet the Lord in the air. And I believe some wonderful things are going to happen. But I believe there's a great revival moving in the earth right now. And I believe he's, he's trying to use you to get as many people saved and ministered to right now. Praise the Lord. But we are living in that time. It's time. <laughs> it's time for you to get your fight back. It's time for you to care about another person. Yeah, you're saved. You're going to make it to heaven, you know, and maybe your whole family's saved and maybe they're going to make it to heaven. But what about someone else? What about someone that God wants you to minister to? He wants everybody. He sent Jesus for everybody. And so it's important that you let him get, help you to get your fight back to fulfill what God's wanting you to fulfill on earth. So wherefore, take on to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. We talked about that last week. But today we're going to be talking about having on the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, man, this is important. You know, if I could talk about any part of the armor... That's important. This is the probably the most important part of your armor. You say, well, why is that important, Jeremiah? Well, he's, it protects your most valuable organs in your body. If you don't have a heart, you ain't going to function, <laughs> right? If, it, it, it protects the most important part of you. And the righteousness is one of those things that protects the most important part of you. You're going to find that out here in just a moment, how important that is. Usually, I, you know, I'm, I would probably take three messages to tell you about this, but we're going to sum it up because I'm going to try to get into the other armor next week, other parts of the armor. 
But, you know, righteousness is important, you know, and, and you would not believe how many Christians, and because I've listened to many messages from other ministers and I've listened to other people, Christians talk, you would not believe people, the amount of people that have not, have a good understanding of this subject. And this is one of the most important subjects you can know as a Christian. If you don't understand this subject, it's going to make it hard for you in every area of your life. If you, if you can't have an understanding of what righteousness is in your life. Matter of fact, when you think about the books of the Bible, the four gospels, they're four points of view of Jesus' life, and they kind of point to salvation. It tells Nicodemus, he says, you must be born again, and you must be. You know, you can't, there's no other way to get to heaven, you know, except you must be born again, except Jesus Christ, you know, and that's what the four gospels are pouring you to is the life of Jesus Christ. But then you got the book of Acts, and I mean, it, right after that, you know, we got the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Got to have that. It's important, you know, and if there was something after that, I'd want in on it, praise the Lord. Let me jump into it. <laughs> Let me have it. If it gives me a closer, intimate relationship with God, let me be a part of it. I want to be a part of it all I can get because I want to be, have a close, intimate relationship with God. Well, what's the next book right after the book of Acts? It's Romans, isn't it? And Romans, he's pretty much centers on, and he talks about a lot of different things, but the main central focus of the book of Romans is righteousness. He wanted you to understand righteousness, you know, all the rest of the New Testament, all the way up to the book of Revelations talking about spiritual growth, but he wants you to understand righteousness must've been very important. I mean, because you get saved, get baptized and right away, he wants you to understand what righteousness is. Do you understand what it is? Do you have a good understanding of it? Well, we're going to talk about it a little bit more here as we get into this praise of the Lord. Well, you know, this armor is really important. The New Testament, the arms and the armor surface are on, on a few occasions in the New Testament. Of course, the New Testament times, the Roman soldier, imperial soldiers equipped with metal helmets, protective leather, and metal vests. And metal vests are what protect, they're, they're that armor that protects you, that's that that uh, breastplate there. They're made of metal. I remember we. I was watching just recently, you know, my kids for... Uh, for uh, Father's Day, my son, uh, Liam, made sure I could go to the movie, you know, Back to the Future, you know. Well, we watched the first one. I, I really enjoyed that. Well, we got home. We watched the other two Back to the Futures, you know, and because I have them, you know, we were watching them. And, and the uh, third one, you know, it's an interesting thing. You know, he, he goes to fight this gentleman in the street, you know, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> he has to get into, he gets into a gunfight, you know, with mad dog and they get out there, you know, and, and, he, but he may, he does, he doesn't want to fight him decides he doesn't want to fight him. So what he does is he puts on a metal underneath him to protect his heart and to protect it underneath, you know, what's going on, you know, under his coat. And then of course, you know, they get into this gun battle. He throws off his gun and he takes advantage of him and shoots him. But he hits that metal and he come. He takes him out. He gets up because he didn't kill him and he, he knocks him out, beats him up, you know. But, you know, he was protecting his vital organs, you know. What kind of shots is the enemy thrown at you to hit your vital organs? What kind of things is he thrown at you to make, make you feel insecure about God and about your relationship with God, you know? You think about that, you know, if you're insecure in areas with your relationship with God, it all has to do with this righteousness. You know, he's trying to make you feel like you're not forgiven. He's trying to make you feel like you're not worthy. 
He's trying to make you feel like you can't uh, get the things that God's paid for. Jesus has paid for at the cross, you know, and he's trying to get, he, he's trying to affect your security is what he's after. You know, he wants you to feel like you're never good enough to serve Jesus or you're never going to be good enough. All the things that you do, you know, and you're, you're never going to be good enough. You messed up here and you keep messing up over here. You know, because he's trying to affect that security that you have in Jesus Christ, you know, and it has to do with righteousness, He, you know, and it's important that you understand this so that you are secure in him. You know, I remember, you know, I used to work at Hobby Lobby, you know, and I forget years and years ago, and uh, I, I remember I was, I was uh, just rededicating my life to the Lord and give you a good example about being insecure or not understanding righteousness and, uh, I'll never forget, you know, I, I wanted to do everything just right. You know, I, I knew the scripture talked about how you need to take care of your boss, you know, submit to authority. And they had me mop and sweep the whole floor all the way around this, uh, this building, you know. And I was like, all right. So I tried to get every corner, every crevice. I wanted everything perfect or I didn't feel like I did a good job, you know, because I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for the Lord. I, I was working unto the Lord, you know, and we should. We should work unto the Lord. That should be the goal. But, you know, if I didn't meet that goal, you know, I might feel insecure. I might feel like I didn't please the Lord. You know, maybe I didn't, you know, my boss may have asked me to do something and I didn't have a good attitude. I would feel like, oh, now I messed up my relationship with the Lord. You ever felt that way? You ever felt insecure? Like, hey, I, I've just not done everything just right. And so he's, he's mad at me. Or maybe I didn't do everything just perfect and God doesn't accept me. Maybe he won't forgive me this time. I've done it before, you know. You know, I was a prayer minister. You know, I was a prayer minister as a full time. As I was working for a company there. And I'll never forget it. When I, when I was a prayer minister, one of the biggest things people would ask me, you know, when they come for prayer, and they were obviously didn't understand righteousness because they would always ask me, and this was a lot, before even getting prayed for, they would say, I think I, I've, I've done the unpardonable sin, not even understanding what the unpardonable sin was. You know, just the fact they're at, telling me that and they want to be prayed for, they didn't commit the unpardonable sin. And it's because they don't understand it, you know, but they didn't understand righteousness either, you know. So it's important to have a good understanding of this subject so that you're not insecure with your relationship. How long did they go? thinking they committed the unpardonable sin. How long did they go feel like their relationship was broken with, with God and, and Jesus? Think about that today. You know, if you, if you don't feel like you're ever right, you don't feel like you're being protected. You, you, don't, you give up on your relationship. You know, it's important that you understand righteousness. Well, it's a metal vest. It's a breastplate. It's very important because it protects, what did I say before, your vital Organs, so it's important that we understand what is righteousness. So we're going to be talking about righteousness a little bit, and uh, well, let's let's look at a few scriptures real quick here as I bring them up here in front of me. All right, let's look over here at Ephesians. Well, let's go on down here. Let's look at First uh, Corinthians six one. 1 Corinthians 6, 1. Well, let's uh, see. I'm throwing my, I'm going all around with scriptures. Let's look at Psalms 37. <laughs> this is Psalms 37, a Psalm of David. And uh, David, he would write a Psalm here. He wrote most of the Psalms. I believe something like 74 of the Psalms he wrote. 
And this is one of them. Let's look at it real quick here. In the first verse, he says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious because of those unrighteous. Now I'm reading it from the, I believe it's the amplified version here. That which is not upright or in right standing with God. Notice how it says it there. Those that are not upright or in right standing with God, right? So you get a kind of a picture of a person that's kind of stooped down. That's what you kind of get that picture of, isn't it? When you think about an unrighteous person. Notice again there, these people were not upright, you know. What's that mean? You know, you can look it up, you know. It's a, in particular, it means a person's not vertical, a person's not erect in carriage or posture. They don't carry themselves up straight up and down. You know, it's a posture of being down is what it is. Yeah, so that's that's what it's talking about is an unrighteous person here. Let's look over here at Job 36, 7. It says in the Amplified Classic Version, it says, He withdraws not his eyes from the righteous, the upright, the right standing with God, but he sets them forever with kings upon the throne, and they exalted. Notice an unright person or unrighteous person. We're kind of saying, well, first of all, what righteousness is not is a person that's that's holding themselves in a posture that's that's down. Kind of get that person, a person looking down, stooped down, a stooped kind of position. That's what an unrighteous person is. Powerful to think about, isn't it? Well, let's look over at Psalms 27.3 here in the third verse. He says, he refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Talking about Psalm 23, you should know this one uprightness and right standing with him not for my my earning it but for his name's sake that's what he calls it though he says he leads me in the path of righteousness now this and it's bringing out the hebrew a little bit more uprightness and right standing with him not for my earning it but for his name's sake powerful to think about isn't it so he's talking about that a person that is righteous is in right standing with him. They're not stooped over. They're in right standing with him. So what could you kind of get from all of this when you really get a picture of what we're looking at here? A person that's unrighteous is stooped over, and a person that's righteous is standing straight up and down. It's a position, isn't it? So you could define righteousness as a position. That God gives to his people. Proverbs 10.28 says it like this. It says the hope of the uncompromisingly righteous, the upright, and in right standing with God is gladness. But the expectation of the wicked, those who are out of harmony with God, comes to nothing. So what does he say? He says a righteous person is in right standing with God. Powerful to think about. He's a, he's a person that's upright. He's not someone stooped over anymore. He's a person that is upright. I remember Brother Hagin talking about when he first, he had a vision of Jesus and he was talking to Jesus, you know, and I'll never forget he talked about, you know, he was, he was down at his feet and you should, you know, respect him and honor God. But he told him, he said, stand up because he had paid for him. He didn't want him stooped down. He wanted him to stand up, you know, and he wanted him to get out of that position because of what he had paid for for him, you know. I don't know that I could do it either. I'd probably be like Brother Hagin. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to hit the dirt, you know. <laughs> but Jesus paid for you to have an upright position, praise the Lord, in Christ Jesus. Matthew 36, 17, the Amplified says it like this. Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous men, men who are upright and in right standing with God. Notice what he says, righteous men are men who are upright 
and in right standing with God, yearned to see what you see and did not see it, to hear what you hear and did not hear it. 1 Timothy 1, 1.9, the Amplified says it like this. He says, knowing and understanding this, that the law is not enacted for the righteous, the upright and just who are in right standing with God, but for the lawless and unruly, for the ungodly and sinful, for the irreverent and profane, for those who strike and beat and even murder fathers and strike and beat and even murder mothers for manslayers. So think about this today, you know. It's a position. It's a position that the Father gives you, praise the Lord. And it's important to understand that position, you know. The Bible says that he's adopted us into the family. Powerful to think about, right? So we're sons unto God. Think about that. We're adopted sons into the family of Christ. Matter of fact, we're seated with Jesus. You know, if you look in Ephesians, the second chapter says that we're seated with Jesus. Righteousness is a position. It's a place that, that God has put you in because of Jesus. Now, you may not deserve it. You may have done a whole bunch of stuff wrong. You may have messed up today, but Jesus paid for righteousness for you. Why is this important? Why, why is it so important to understand righteousness? Well, if you don't know your position with the Father, you don't, you are, you're not ever going to receive his forgiveness. You're not ever going to know who you are in Christ. You're not going to receive his blessings. You're not going to realize you're blessed. You're not going to receive his protection. You know, you're, you're not going to accept the things that Jesus has paid for you. You know, we have the same righteousness that was given to Abraham, our father in the faith, Abraham. And he received righteousness by faith. He, was, he received it from God. Think about that today. Now, he was not a perfect person. He wasn't born again. You know, no one was born again. All through the Old Testament, nobody was born again until Jesus went to the cross and then we could become born again. Right? And so he didn't have the help that we have from the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him to help him walk this life that God has for us and to have that Zoe kind of God kind of life living on the inside of us, the nature of God to help us on a daily basis. But God counted him righteous. He wasn't perfect, was he? If he didn't have Zoe and he didn't have God living on the inside of him, he, you know this man wasn't a perfect man, but God counted him righteous, right? And that's exactly our, our righteousness that we have. He, he counts you righteous and right standing, and, the, and he gives you a position in Christ Jesus. Think about that. He counts you as his son. He counts you adopted into the family. And so it's important to understand that. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, my sons have can do a lot of things because they're in my family, <laughs> right? You know, I remember my son, Ethan, you know, we gave him a key and he's able to come into my house. He can unlock the door. He can eat from my refrigerator. He can come in anytime he wants to, to take a nap. He could go to sleep in there anytime he wants to still can, you know, he can come. And if he needs something, we're here for him. You know, if he needs anything, we're here for him because he's my son. He has certain rights and he has a position in my family, think about that. And you have a position in God's family. <clears throat> I remember my father, he passed away uh, last year, and I had the key to his house. And I could come in there, you know, and I, even at his old age, I could come in there, you know, and I could go through his refrigerator. He had a drawer that he had just for his sweet snacks, and I could get anything I wanted out of the sweet snack drawer. <laughs> You know, but everything was available to me. You know, I was always kind of asking him, you know, if I, if I could have something, I could use his computer. I could use anything I wanted in his house, you know, because I'm, I'm part of the family. 
That's my position, right? And that's what righteousness is. It's a position you have with the Father, and it doesn't change. Once you're born again, you are part of that family. And I, I would come in there, and I'd, I'd do all kinds of stuff at his house. You know, open his fridge, drink out of his milk, you know, and he wouldn't get mad at me because that's the position I had in that home, you know. We, I could borrow movies if I wanted to, borrow some uh, Christian tapes if I wanted to. He had a mass archive of Christian tapes and books. I could borrow a book, you know, because I'm part of the family. Think about that today, you know. God opens his whole house to you because of your position. That's why you're able to have peace. That's why you're able to have joy. That's why you can come boldly before the throne of God. It's because of your position in Christ Jesus. You're in right standing with him. You're, and nothing's going to change your right standing with the Father. You say, well, Jeremiah, how do you know that? Well, you know, the Bible talks about the, the prodigal son. You remember the prodigal son? <coughs> the prodigal son's a very interesting story. You say, well, Jeremiah, well, he, he fell away, yeah. Yeah, remember the prodigal son? He went in. And he's he's in the the horse and the pig's trough and all the things he did. But he was still a son, right? He was. He didn't change. He was still a son. You know, people don't realize that. You know, even when you mess up and you do something wrong, you're still part of the family. Even if you goof up, now you're not going to receive some of the blessings. You know, because you get yourself out of position sometimes. But you, God considers you in right standing with him, and you receive it by faith in the Christ Jesus. You know, it's not about you. It's about what Christ has done for you, praise the Lord, right standing with the Father, praise the Lord. And so it's important to put on this breastplate, you know, because if you're insecure all the time and you think, well, man, he, he doesn't accept me like who I am. Oh, yeah, he accepted you. He knew what you were like before you got saved. Right. If you think, well, he's just not, I'm, I'm not measuring up in any way. No, he knows when you're measuring up in every way. You know, he, he, you don't have to do everything perfect. In the Old Testament, they always had to do everything perfect. You know, that's what the law was about. And they couldn't do it. They tried and they tried and they tried and they couldn't do it. That's why he had, had to have Jesus come make you righteous in Christ Jesus. And so that you could be part of the family. And then the Holy Spirit works in you to cause you to walk the way you need to walk and help you to love people like you never loved them before. To, and he, he helps you to walk this walk, to become holy. He helps you in that walk. And you're, we all have to grow in that. And he all, he, we all have to work through that, you know, with the Lord's help. But he counts you righteous right at the beginning. You, you know, it's interesting because you could get somebody saved, bring them into the church, paint them all perfect, but that doesn't make them act perfect. No, it, it comes from growing spiritually, and people have no you know, grace for people growing spiritually if they're not careful. We're all growing spiritually, and the more you grow, the more you're going to act the way you need to act. And the more you grow, the more that you're going to do the things that you need to do. But, you know, it takes time. Paul struggled with this. That's what he talked about in the book of Romans. He said, I do things I wish I didn't do. Why? Because he's growing in righteousness. He's talking about his journey, you know. And we all have to grow in, in the righteousness. And it's sometimes it's not easy to accept that he's already paid for it for me. It's not easy. You always think you have to do everything perfect if you're not careful. I, I, if I don't do this right, he doesn't accept me. If I don't do this right, or uh, he's not going to accept me the way I am. No, he accepts you for who you are. The Bible says in the first chapter of Ephesians, he says that you're accepted in the beloved. Think about that today. He accepts you just like you are. 
And he does that because he knows that the Holy Spirit's doing a work on the inside of you to grow spiritually. And you're on your journey to grow spiritually. The more you fall in love with him, the more you don't want to hurt him. The more you get to know him, you want to do his will. The more you get to know how wonderful he is, you want to do more for God, you know. But you're growing in your relationship with him on a daily basis, praise the Lord. So you know, the enemy comes against you and he's trying to hit you in your heart. You know, you're, you're trying to do everything right, but you're, you you goof up and you, you, you're like, man, I, I just, I couldn't do it today, you know, and you think God's just not pleased with me. No, he is pleased with you. And he considers you in his family and he counts you righteous through Christ Jesus. Amen. And he wants to help you to fulfill that purpose that you have for your life. So don't let the enemy hit your heart and hit your vital organs. No. You know, you take on this righteousness. If you have to say it every day, I'm righteous in Christ Jesus. Maybe you have to confess it every day. I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus every day. And you know, you're going to make some people mad because there's a whole lot of people that don't understand righteousness. And they're going to they'll say, oh, you just think you're holier than thou, you know. But no, you're just accepting his righteousness that he's paid for for you through Christ Jesus. And you get up every morning and say, I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus. You're putting on that breastplate to fight the enemy. I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus. This isn't a haughty thing. and This isn't a pride thing. It's what Jesus has paid for for you to be a part of the family that he's called you to be. Praise the Lord. So we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. We thank you, Father, because of the righteousness that Christ Jesus has paid for us, Father. And, Father, we accept your righteousness in Christ Jesus right now, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for making us, Father, to be righteous in Christ Jesus because of Jesus. And we give you the praise and all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for it. Help us to put on this plate every day. Help us, Father, as we fight our enemy every day. Help us to know that we're in right standing with you, Father. And help us, Father, to come boldly to the throne when we need to, Father, and to have an encounter with you on a daily basis, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, you know, if you're not saved today and you don't know Jesus, you can be accepted into the family, you know, and God accepts you, you know, but you just have to pray this prayer to be a part of the family and accept his righteousness that he's paid for for you. So go ahead and let's pray this today. And uh, we're going to pray it out of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verse. He says, if I confess the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, I shall be saved. Think about that today. You know, you shall be saved. And so pray this with me right now. And I believe he's going to put you in the family, help you to be born again right there where you're at and have an experience with him right there where you're at today. And let's just pray. Father, we just thank you, Father. Lord, that you accept us today, Father. We thank you, Father. I, I receive that acceptance. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life, and I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If, if you pray that prayer, he accepts you, and he loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you on a daily basis so you can grow in him and have a stronger relationship. But he accepts you like you are right now. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful to know? Amen. You're not trying to meet some condition. You're not just trying to climb this mountain until you get there. No, he accepts you just like you are 
right now. Praise the Lord. So it's wonderful that you're born again. Put it in the comments. Let me see them there. We'll be uploading this video onto YouTube. It should be up there about nine o'clock central time. You can check that out if you like to. But if you have any comments, put it in there. Me and she would love to know about it. Email us at jeremiahsministries at yahoo.com. I'll spit it out there. And let us know that you got saved, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to know that you're in the family with us, praise the Lord. We love you, and we look forward to spending more time with you on Wednesday. God bless you, and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.